Good morning and God bless church. What a beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you all for being here today. Um, so before I start the scripture, I would just um, share a little, test, a little something with you guys. So this weekend was a very uh, emotional weekend, bittersweet, because I was um, present at my friend's celebration of life ceremony. She passed away. and. Um, and the pastor spoke about Proverbs 31, 30, and that's what I'm gonna share with you today. But I also got to spend the time with my sister who celebrated her birthday. So I was, it was a bittersweet um, weekend, but um, the Lord got me through it. Amen. So I wanted to share the word of the Lord, Proverbs 30, with you on verse 22, 31. She extends, Twenty. She extends her hand to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. That truly was what my friend was, before I go on. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine and linen and, linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But, but, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Amen? Amen. 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 Give her the product of her hands, and her works praise her in the gates. Amen. And that's the word of the Lord. So, Father God, we just praise you and honor you today, God. We glorify your holy name, Father God. You are Lord, the Lord. Father God, we praise you, Lord. We thank you for this day, Lord God, that you have given us this beautiful Sunday morning, God. You woke us up, Lord. You allow us to be in your presence today, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for our, the body of Christ today, Lord. I thank you for those who are watching online, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do today, Lord. We thank you for your presence, Father God. We thank you, Father, for the word that will be shared with us, Father God. Lord, have your way today among your people. Have your way upon each and every one of us, Lord God. We even pray for those who are still traveling in, Father God, that they would get here safe, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for our pastors, our leaders, my God, of this church, the ministers, the deacons, Father God, the elders, Lord God, the ushers, Father God, we ask, Father God, that you would bless each and every person, my God. Lord, we thank you for what they're doing, Lord, for the service that they have placed onto you, Father God. And we pray, Lord God, that they would be blessed, Father God. We thank you for the worship, my God. Thank you for the songs of praise that will be lifted up to your name today, Lord. God, have your way, Lord. Have your way among us, Lord. Forgive us of our sins, Lord. Forgive us when we've done anything that wasn't pleasing to you, Father God. We lay it at your feet today, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, Father God. 
We love you, Lord. We honor you. We glorify your name, God. Because it was it with you, without you, we're nothing, Lord. We can't do it alone, Father. We need you, Lord, in our lives. We need you in our presence, Father God. So Holy Spirit, have your way, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the word, most of all. God, let it just pierce our hearts, my God. Let us not leave the same, Lord. Let us reverence you, Father God, today. So we thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Have your way, Father. We honor you, God. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Father God. We thank you for this day that you have given us, Lord. Thank you for the breath of life, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do among your people today. So we thank you, God. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Say thank you, Lord, and church say amen and amen. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. I said, Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. You guys glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Yes. I don't believe you. Are you guys glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Yes. Now I believe you. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, it's so good to see you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
It can be an overwhelming thing to think about the fact that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords allowed his hands to be nailed to a cross, his feet to be nailed to this cross, so that we could be forgiven, so that we can have a relationship with him, so that we can escape condemnation and the wrath that is to come this way. For me, it's, God, you, you love this little Puerto Rican kid from the Bronx. Insignificant, lowly, worthless. You died for me. It can be overwhelming.
Don't we serve a good heavenly father? Fist bump. <laughs> Amen. You may be seated. 
It's good to see everybody. Good to see everybody online. Pastor Eileen, God bless you. Thank you for sending me that text. I appreciate it. Brother Robert, it's good to see you in Sunday school. Bells, praise God. Amen. Amen, amen. I'm telling you, people are missing it. Those that are not there uh, from, what is it, 9.30? From 9.30 to 10.30? Yeah, I mean, some strong, amazing teachings that are taking place. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing God's word. But that's a principle. Faith comes by hearing. What are you hearing? See, whatever you're hearing will give you faith for that. If they're telling you that um, things are, you know, getting worse and worse and worse, and that's all you're hearing, that's what you're going to receive faith for. See, so we have to be careful what we hear, because what we hear gives us faith for that very thing. So that's why you got to get in the Word. God, God told Joshua, meditate on my word day and night, and you will make your own way prosperous. He didn't say I'll prosper. He said you will make your own way prosperous. So that which we meditate on gives us prosperity concerning that thing. If all you listen to is poverty, everything around you, poverty, poverty, terrible, bad times, that's what you're going to have faith for. That's how come you can have two people in the same room, and one is giddy, they're so excited. The other one's like glum. <laughs> Based on what they are hearing over and over. And the connotation is hearing it over and over. Because meditating is that very thing. It's doing it over and over and over. It has a connotation of how a cow eats. You know how a cow eats? A lot. <laughs> no, but a cow eats, and he has various chambers. And he eats something that we can't eat. Because the, the cow eats grass. And if we eat grass, it'll, it'll mess up our stomach. But they eat it and regurgitate it into another section. And then regurgitate it into another section. And it keeps on chewing and chewing till it becomes liquid and it becomes useful to their body. That's what meditation is. You take the word and chew on it over and over and over and over again. Then you get the extract of the life that's embedded in that word. Hallelujah. As in faith comes alive. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, um, everybody, for um, your, your prayers for me and for each other. So, so do appreciate it. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, um, Sister Crucita, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your work. Amen. Amen. Appreciate it. We got, a, we, we got a church full of preachers. I'm, telling you, I'm so excited about this church. And also those prayers at 5 in the morning. I mean, wow. 515. So, wow. Thank you for that. These, these prayers are very powerful because nothing happens until one prays. And once again, they're taking the word, discussing the word, meditating on the word. And I love it because it's done in a group setting. When you do it alone, that gives you your own benefit. But when you do it with a group, that's also beneficial because you get to hear various different types of perspectives. Because I don't have the all-encompassing perspective. I have one perspective. See, another person has another perspective. And so when you discuss the word, you're going to hear things that you didn't think about. And you couldn't have because you are a human being. Why do you think God said, I want four Gospels? 
Think about it. Why not just one? Why be repetitive? Because each presenter had a different perspective. One spoke to the Jew, the other spoke to the Romans, the other spoke to the Greeks, the other spoke to the non-churched or, or the, you know, the future church, right? And, and God knows that about us. We, we are limited, but when we're in a context of a group setting, you know, one could put, uh, chase a thousand, but two could put 10,000 10, to flight, and a threefold cord cannot quickly be broken. So that's, that's very important. So let's get connected. As uh, uh, Deacon Baez mentioned last week, actually, you know, he was very, you know, God moved upon him to, you know, to emphasize this season, how we have to be in the Word. We have to be in the Word. We have to be connected. That's very vital. Praise God. What did Jesus say about the vine? He's the vine. And we are what? disconnected from him, we could do nothing. That's the key, remaining connected. Praise God. I heard this week, um, actually this morning, was very big news. A major bank um, failed. And so the people that have their money there, they're you know, very upset, very concerned. They're trying to get the money and they can't. So it's just a, it's a mini sign of the times, how the institutions that we've trusted in in reality, they can only go so far. Number one, number two, many times what we're looking at is not really fact. It is a narrative that they have created so that we can think things are okay. Truth of the matter is, the only one we could positively, completely, and wholly trust is Almighty God in His Word. Because the world systems will fail, if not now, uh, later. So tomorrow, probably, there's going to be somewhat of a shock, unless tonight, and they're working very hard at it, from White House on down, to have somebody or some organization buy out that bank. If they buy out the bank, then uh, the investors can get the majority of their money. If not, uh, we're going we're gonna to see, and that's why I'm telling you, so you won't be worried about it, a short-term shaking of the stock market. Because uh, people get nervous, and we are very predictable. When we get nervous, what we do? We take the money out. And so it's called a bank run. So what happens is when everybody tries, tries to get the bank, then they realize the narrative. What's the narrative? That your money that you put in the bank isn't really there. Because what they do is they take your money, and then they lend it back to you in a form of a credit card and other products and services and they charge you 18. They give you 0.3% and charge you 18 to 25%. Yeah, exactly, my Lord. Yeah, but uh, so don't, don't be shattered or uh, worried about it, you know, but the truth of the matter is, uh, is that the only solid, you know, anchor happens to be Almighty God in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. And when I consider that, uh, in Leviticus 27:30, um, God spoke to his people. And I'm going to read it in the contemporary English version. He said, 10% of everything you harvest is holy, and it belongs to me, whether it grows in your fields or on your fruit trees. And in that day, God dealt with his people regarding a principle, that he's the owner. We are stewards. While we're here on this earth, we have the right to access these resources and utilize them for benefit of family and community. 
And God was telling his people, I want you to make sure to take that first 10% and bring it to me. And it'll be used in the, uh, in the sanctuary. It'll be used among ministry. It'll take care of the Levites. It'll take care of those in ministry. And that was a principle that God has given his people. But even before the law, we saw that uh, Abram himself gave a tithe. Uh, you know, his sons tithed. So that was always a spiritual principle, recognizing that he was God. And in the New Testament, you know, Paul said, on the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there may be no collections when I come. So there was that sense of every week people came and they gave to God what belonged to God. Jesus himself, I told you a couple of weeks ago, when he was talking to the Pharisees, he rebuked them. He said, you pay tithes of everything, which you should do, but you forgot the more weightier uh, aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and truth, right? So we see embedded in scripture this aspect of the one that uh, knows God, the one that follows God, knows that he's not an owner. He is a steward. You know, God is the owner. And on this earth, what we do is we take our resources, okay, God, what do I do? We don't frivolously just throw money away. We don't uh, buy 10 Maseratis, you know. Um, you know, if you hit the lotto, What's the first thing most people do? Yeah. They go crazy. They, they buy, they, 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 they throw it all away. But, but the Christian, I'm not saying that, I'm not advocating that we should play the lotto. What I'm saying, for the Christian, if, they are, if they're working in the principles of the kingdom, what they do is they, if, if God gives them an inheritance, let's say your uncle left you, you know, an inheritance, you, you look at that, you say, okay, God, what do I do with this? You don't just frivolously say, oh, rah, rah, let's go, man, come on. But we have a tendency of doing that. And even Christians do that. But this is why we have to walk in the principles of God in this season. Because when you see the world going out of order, listen, it was always out of order. They were just controlling it. There's greed, there's graft. Listen, most of these politicians that have been embedded there 20, 30, 40 years, they're multi-million millionaires on a $175,000 year salary? Not gonna happen. $100 million, $70 million? Where do you get that money? Well, give you an example. Right now, that bank, I think it's the SVA bank, went bankrupt, right? Guess what, a couple of weeks ago, guess what the leaders did? They sold all their stock, conveniently, while they were sharing commercials about their bank and how they're helping people, how they're doing that. They gave no indication to the average person that they were going under. But they watch for their own. And they won't go to prison. Yet you and I get a little inside trading knowledge and we're going to prison. You understand? So they, they, they protect their narrative. So when I see that, I say, okay, so I understand how I need to live. I can't be trusting them because most of the time you invest when they tell you to invest, it goes down. Kramer himself, from that, the money, that money show, he, he told people a couple of weeks ago, he said, invest in this bank, it's good, it's good, it's good. Now it went down the tubes. So whoever invested, all the money went down. No, trust God. That's who we have to trust. And in Malachi chapter 3, the Lord commanded the tithe to be brought to the storehouse. Why? So that ministry could be taken care of. So that churches could remain open in that day, so the temple could remain open 
uh, taken care of so people could come and hear of the Lord. So this principle has always been there. And today, the local church fits this issue of being a storehouse. We are a storehouse of wisdom, of understanding, of knowledge. We are a storehouse of, of people coming together and hearing about the kingdom of God. And especially now, our kids. You know, and, and this is one of, the, one of the things you're going to be hearing from us, this narrative of making sure our kids are hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're receiving the principles of the kingdom. And that's why I'm so excited about what we're doing now with the children. So those of you that are online, haven't been able to come yet, bring your children so they can be trained. Amen. That's what, that's what helped me at age 15. I came to church. Yeah, see what I mean? You know, translated, that means amen. Praise God. Perfect timing, perfect timing. Couldn't have said it better myself. Out of the mouth of babes. Praise God. So let, let's consider that. Let's bring the children, let's bring the teenagers, let's bring them all, let's make sure they're trained and get them ready because there's a revival happening all throughout the United States. The college kids, high schoolers, they're standing for God. Why? Because they know the word. Those that don't know the word, how do you, are you listening to them? Are you listening to their conversation? I can't even understand what they're saying. They've created such new uh, such new terminology, and it's, a lot of it is junk. It's lies. But that's all they know. But not here. Let's train them. So that when they hear that, they go, no, that's a lie. Let them be like the three Hebrew boys that stood for God, that did not allow you know, uh, the enemy to come and take away their, their faith in God. Praise God. Amen. So let's get ready to worship the Lord and, and acknowledge him in, in all that we do, including our finance, the resource God places in our care, um, our networks, our alliances. Let's make sure that God is there first, that we are utilizing as stewards. A steward basically watches um, the resources of the owner. God's the owner. How are you stewarding that which God has placed in your care? See, that's how we have to think. No, it's mine. Nobody told me what to do. Well, I don't belong to me. You know, the world thinks that way. Oh, yeah, you know, it's mine. Everything's mine. No, I belong to God. Amen. The resources in my care belong to him. So I use them according to his will, his purpose and plan, his principles. And uh, because of that, I have his peace. Because of that, my life gives glory to God in everything I do. Hallelujah. Amen. So Heavenly Father, this moment we take out this time to worship you, Lord God, not just with our mouths, our, our hearts, our hands, but we worship you with our actions. We worship you, Lord God, with the resources you've placed in our care. And I pray, Lord God, that you give us wisdom concerning this. And in the coming days and months, my God, as, as you allow things to be exposed, as you allow the reality of the things that, that are being discussed in closed-door boardrooms, things that are being discussed uh, among what the world calls elites who are determining the future of the nations. I pray, Lord, that you continue to expose it so that the citizen, citizenry might realize that they've been trusting in sand. And Lord, that they might be able to come to their senses and come to you, the rock of their salvation. We bless you and praise you, my God. So this moment we uh, take a portion of the resources you blessed us with, my God, and we sow it into your kingdom. For you are first. You are 
our priority, my God. In you we live, breathe, and have our being. You're the one who meets all of our need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. So this moment I pray for your people that you grant them wisdom, grant them peace, grant them strategies in this season. Because I know in every single generation you've had people to prosper. Lord, even, even during the bank runs of the 30, the 30s, Lord God, there were people that prospered. There were millionaires that we even created during those times. So I pray, Father, I'm not asking that you make us millionaires. I'm asking, Lord God, uh, that you provide for all of our need and give us the wisdom to help others also. That we might have that overflow, my God. For those, my God, that are going through a struggle right now, that we might be able to say, yeah, we, we have wisdom for you. We have resource for you. Help us, Lord God, I pray. We'll give you the glory for it. Now we sow the tithe and the offering in your care. We lay it at your feet. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we do so. Amen and amen. Praise God. As you receive instructions for the ushers and those of you online, please feel free to go to calvaryny.org. Calvaryny.org. And you could release the tithe and the offering there. We thank you for your continued faithfulness. Praise God. God bless you.
of one. We don't sing to, to entertain, we sing to honor and praise our Lord God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to take a lot of time. I just wanted to, um, last week, um, I had spoken about the, we were updating our records. So if you were not here last week and you did not have a chance to update your address, please, even if you're a member, fill it out. If you did not do that last week, please fill it out. I just want to update the records for the church. Um, many people are not getting the emails from the pastor and the blast, so we want to make sure that that doesn't that we we fix that problem. So these are in the back table. When you're done filling it out, there's a plastic bin. Put it face down to protect your information. Okay, just put it face down in the bin that's in the back. Amen. So now I am going to pass the mic to my brother here. Beautiful faces, amen. <laughs> Deacon James, amen, has an important announcement. Hallelujah. Good morning, Calvary. God bless you guys. Good to see all of you here this morning. Basically, when you see me up here, you know it's only about the men. But I got double duty today. <laughs> so, men, we're in the house men who are online, we encourage you, seriously encourage you, to be out this Saturday for our men's fellowship. Hallelujah. There's a lot of reasons you should be out. First reason is because the fellowship belongs to you. It's your men's ministry. Amen. So that's number one. Number two, we're going to have a, a speaker for my own Saturday, my brother, Minister Al. 
who's, who's, got, who's got a topic that will blow you away out of the cave into the light. And we all know that Mr. Al knows how to deliver that word. So we, we should come out so that we could worship and praise together, guys. You can get prayer if you need it, guys. You'll have fellowship, guys. And at the end of the day, you'll have a meal. So we used to call it the world win-win. You can't lose. So, man, on a serious note, it's very important you guys come out. You guys have been faithfully coming out, faithfully attending. Now, unless you just can't attend, we understand. But if you're able, please be present this Saturday, 9.30. 9.30 to, uh, I say 12.30. All right, guys? We appreciate that. But before you come out to, for the fellowship on Sunday, I mean on Saturday, the 18th, next Saturday, we have men's prayer this Wednesday night, the 15th. So we're going to pray before the fellowship. So the prayer comes first, then we're going to fellowship. <laughs> All right, guys? So on another note, second duty. I've been given the honor and the pleasure to introduce the speaker today who really needs no introduction. He's a warrior of faith. I think he lives out of that scripture, Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a great preacher. So hold, hold your seat, get your seat folks ready because when he starts preaching, he starts knocking walls down. But he's, he's uh, all, the, all jokes aside, he's a dedicated brother, a faithful brother of the house, a brother who's approachable. He's always approachable and always wears a smile, except when he talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> but after, on, on that note, without further ado, I want to bring forth the speaker today, our brother, Elder Jose Ross. One, two, one, two. Is that manly enough for you, Julio? Okay. <laughs> he told me to speak like a man. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> you guys are waiting for me? Yes, we are. Amen. I'm waiting for me, too. Waiting for that daily bread. Love you guys. It's, 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 it's an honor to be up here. Um, don't mind me if I'm shaking. I'm just like, I don't know why I'm nervous, but... Uh, uh, maybe it's the anointing. There you go. That's the anointing, right? Um, I, I, I am honored and grateful to uh, the privilege of sharing what God has been putting on my heart. Um, it's not going to be lengthy, but it's going to be sweet. You know, Tony last week hit you. He says, there's no, there was the, what, what was that word? It wasn't going to be a sweet, uh, an easy word, a hard word, and you started laughing? That's the last thing. I can't remember. <laughs> what was it, Celeste? Not a feel good, not a feel good, only because the truth always hurts. Amen. And the word of God is nothing but the truth. But there's also some feeling good there because in that truth, there's healing and there's hope. So I'm going to bring the other side of that coin and try to bring some good feeling stuff in there. <laughs> Guys, sit down. We're just going to have fun. Uh, thank you for standing. Um, mingo, mingo. This is not mine. 
Is it mine? Oh, okay. Pastor, you know, he says him and his wife do not have arguments. They have heated conversations. Intense fellowship. I wasn't asked to come up here. I was told to come up here. <laughs> and I'm just being in obedience. Uh, he asked, you know, Mingo and everybody's been asking. Pastor Mingo has been asking me and stuff. You know, Are you ready? I go, no, I'm not. I'm not ready. But I'm um, obedience. I'm going to be obedient. So I want to share for you guys a couple of things. Let's have fun today. Um, there's too much stuff next out in the world. Let's, 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 let's have Holy Ghost time. Everyone here is a believer, right? Praise God. This should be easier, right, Mingo? You know, talking to family, you know. So as I walk around, I'm just getting my confidence to talk and stuff. You know, there's certain principles that needs to be accepted to become a child of God. And it's one, one he, you, you must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Right? There's no other way. And as we give our hearts to the Lord, as we acknowledge that we need him, and he, he gives us the seal of approval, doesn't fill us with anything, but he seals with us. He seals us. And that seal is not visual with the natural eye, but in the spiritual realms, the enemy knows who you are. Cattle in the cowboy days, you know, they would put a seal on their properties. So when somebody went to take their property, they saw the seal and they knew who it belongs to. So you've been sealed with the Lord. So when the enemy comes and looks at you, he goes, wait, 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 he has to mark. But there is a big difference between having a seal and being filled. Amen. I want, I want to stop tapping into the filling of the Holy Spirit. Because that's where the power comes. Amen. That's where the overcomer comes forth. You know, when the seal, you're still going with the emotions and, and you know, you're, you're still dating. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're getting all pretty up because you're going to go pick up your young lady or the young lady's getting all pretty up because she's going to get picked up and there's, there's a joy there. But once you take it over to the other side, the other step, and it becomes a marriage, that becomes the inner feeling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, when, when, when he seals you, the only one can open up the seal. Who is, has the authority to open seals up? Okay, so when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, he comes in and begins to break the seal and unroll the straw of who you are. Amen. Yeah. See, the pastor's been telling and we've been speaking on, on, on prayer lines on a 515. Man, we've been having the Holy Ghost sign. Um, God is awesome. You know, you, know, you know, the thing about that, if I take one second to speak about that, is that we get excited. What God's doing, and God says, I've been waiting for you for a long time, because there's nothing new. Every time you come in my presence, you will leave blessed. You cannot come into the presence of God and not leave blessed. You cannot come into the presence of God and leave the same way. It's impossible. Because if you do, then you will not. You lied to yourself. You may look pretty to me. You know, you may sound good to me, but God says, I never knew you. And that's, that's, a, that's uh, for another day. Let's see that one day. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the joy part. I want to enjoy you. I want to, I want to stir you up to look, seek God for a whole new way. Because without the Holy Spirit, you cannot be. 
without the guidance of the Holy Spirit, you cannot produce what you've been called to produce. Amen. Amen. You cannot become the overcomer when you're fighting in your own strength. Let me tell you now. Let me save you some headaches. You're going to fail. You're going to constantly run into the wall because you're trying to do it in your own ability. Jesus told the disciples, wait for the promise of the Father. And when the promise of the Father comes, then you will receive power. Not to show off, not to flex on each other, look what I can do, but to be his witness. So we, and we all know, I ain't saying nothing today to you that none of you haven't heard a thousand times. But sometimes we can hear the word and it becomes familiar to the word that no longer takes effect. Something we got to do a stern. We got to go back. That's what the Bible says even tells us. Repent. Come back to your first love. Come back and pursue me. Let me tell you something. When God comes to you and touches you, the Bible says every time he does, he heals you. But when you seek him, he makes you whole. Want me to say that again? I said, when, you, when God comes down to you, he heals you. But when you pursue him, he makes you whole. How? Prove it. Okay, in the word of God, I'll prove it to you. Uh, we're married with the blood of the issue. And when he says, someone touched me, and he turned around, and like he didn't know who he was, but he's got to play it off because he's teaching those around him. He, he takes every opportunity to teach, to impart. So when he identified the woman because he said, no, no, some woman touched me. How did he know he was a woman? He knows. He's God. And when he turned to her, he said, woman, loud enough, woman, your faith has made you whole. Come on, come on. If you're struggling with the same thing, check yourself. Because there's nothing wrong with the word of God. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, and you're going to wreck yourself. Because you're trying to do it with your intellect. Now, that, now we enter a, a whole realm of danger. I got this, God. And God is a gentleman. Go ahead, handle it. By the way, I'll be here when you're ready. He's a gentle, loving father. He doesn't force himself on you. Because if he does, you will not learn. You will not understand. And that rebellion, it won't be removed. It will just be hidden for a season. But when you let him deal with you, he removes it. Let me tell you something about seeds. And every one of you are a seed because God sent you, right? But a seed does not know the difference between being buried and planted. That's good. They're both the same. There's a hole duck. You're thrown in and there's dirt on top of you. (laughs) There's no light. You know, you're, they, you go to, they both go to a dying process. So there's no difference between being buried and being planted. The only difference is the planted one will rise up again. Amen. Are you planted or are you buried? 
how, how do I know? Where are you focusing at? Is, are you focusing on your problems? Again, I ain't saying nothing you don't know. But are you, set, are you focusing on the awesome I am? You will always go through a journey because we're in school. In school, there are tests and SAMs and grades and next class or next level. We talk about it, another level, a new devil. Ain't nothing new on the sun. Because every level I go, he's defeated because the one who goes before me. And we've been studying the the book of of Psalms 91. He who abides under the shadow of the Almighty abides. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. My fortress. My God. In who I trust. Amen. My God. Come on. Doesn't mean I ain't going to go through problems. But my God will make sure I go through the problem. Amen. See, you can camp in your problem. And some of us camp there and we don't even realize it. We even decorate it. If you decorate and then we're wondering, oh, it ain't that bad. You know, look at this. You know, I got, I got my flowers and my plants. You know, I painted the color. I like, move on. God never told you to stay there. He said it. Though you go to the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil. Fear no one. Fear the rent collector. Don't fear the tax collector. Fear no one. For I am with you. His words are yay and amen. I don't know about you, but he never failed me. I said, I don't know about you, but he never failed me. I failed him, but he never failed me. I am like blown away. Why do you still love me knowing what a mess I am? Simply because I don't understand what he created yet. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes in. See, because if you're a by under the shadow, then the husband covers the bride. And what he does for the bride, the simple, most simplest one is always he protects. But he does more than protect him. He cultivates, he feeds, he nurtures, he bathes with the word. So when we step out of the shadow, never out of his presence, we come with authority. See, the promise of the Father is you will see power, power, authority, wisdom, understanding. Ability to overcome anything that the enemy throws at you. No new weapons will fall against you will pop in your face and prosper. It will pop, but it won't prosper. You can look at it and go, not here. But that can only happen if you have the relationship. One of the greatest things that God created was marriage. Why do you think the world, actually, it's really not the world, the enemy, uh, the, the spirit behind it, California a couple of years ago was trying to outlaw marriage. Why? Because that is, God always used earthly principles to describe how many things. And marriage is an earthly thing that he's trying to describe to you the relationship, Father, and creation. We are married to the God. I mean, guys have a hard time. You ain't a brat. Yes, you are. This ain't a, a female thing, a male thing, organ thing. Get it off, get, you know, get, get your cut up, wake up. 
grow up. Stop that stupidity. I didn't want to say it. Okay? I'm trying to figure out the best way. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I serve an awesome God. Amen. Ain't no way in my right mind I could have gone through the journey that I went for six months with my wife and still stand here and tell you, God is good. Amen. Only because he is. He is good. He is awesome. He is faithful. He is holy. He is righteous, man. He's the lover of my soul. There's no one more greater than him. No one more powerful. No one more holier than him. And he takes time to call you. How can you sit there knowing that the awesome I am gave everything up for you? How can you even dare doing and contemplating of doing that is contrary to the word of God when you know and you call yourself a child of the Most High and you still do what breaks your father's heart? The only way we're going to overcome is with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. He is not the third because he's less. He's the third because he's going to be the last manifestation Amen. of our Father. Amen. Amen. He is the Godhead. He has all the power, all the authority, all the essence of the Father. It's in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Check this out. And the, and the book of Revelation says, and the mystery of the gospel is Christ who went in. Do you know what that means? All the power, all the authority, all the essence of the Father, it's in you. Amen. That's why when, in the book of Deuteronomy it says when the enemy attacks in one direction, he fleets in several. He's not scared of how, he's scared of the anointed one in him. You don't even have to fight. All you got to do is show up. Because the anointing goes before you. Oh, man. You don't know what kind of day I had. I guess you wasn't praying. You don't know what kind of day I had. I guess you didn't take time and worship him. You know, we have praise, praise and worship. Praise is thanking him for what he's been doing. But worship causes you to say yes. See, God gets worship, praise anywhere. Everything that has breath, animal, plant, everything, he says, it will praise me. But then he seeks for worshipers. Because to be a true worshiper, the first thing you got to do is be real. Because if you're fake, he ain't going to pay attention. Just ask any kid. Any little kid will tell you you're phony. There's no, there's no. <laughs> so we got to be real and come to him in, with our spirit and his truth and make a stand. Again, you guys heard things like this many times. Five years in as a, as a believer, 10 years as a believer, 15 years, six months. The truth has not changed. Amen. 
what you do with that truth indicates where you're at. Well, I'm, I've, been, I've been a good tired. I go to church every, you know, at least, at least three months, three times a month, and, you know, I'm there, you know, praise God. Yeah, but once you walk out the door, you go put on the old suit and play your game. And then you're wondering, God, why am I struggling? I'm paying tithe. Oh, you thought a tithe was to get out of jail free? Because I go to church. You know how many people, T.D.J. said this a long time ago. He says, the church to hell stops every Sunday morning at the church. Just because you go to church doesn't mean. Just because I got a ring in my finger and I said I do to my wife. But I spent more time with her. I'm going to stay married. There's going to be battles. Bigger ones. Because you're not spending time with the one you pursued it in the beginning. Because all of a sudden, because men, we're goal-oriented. We achieve something, we put it on the shelf. Right there next to the wife. And she's looking down. Really? Who is your goal? Who is your strength? Who is the one you're depending on? If you're depending on your spouse, you know, I love my wife, man, you know. I miss the heck out of her. I got to look up because if I look at you, I'm going to cry. I miss her. But she was not my God. She meant everything to me. But she's not my God. She's hanging out with my God now. There's not a storm that it can rise against you, can it overcome you if you're standing on the word. Amen. Impossible. Amen. Impossible. The boat will shake, even given the appearance that it might be sinking, but he's in control. God is in control. Are you willing to give him the privilege and honor and permission to glorify himself? In your struggle. Oh God, where are you? It's the Lord, use this for your glory. Amen. Those are easy words to say. Man, but when I was about to lose my wife, for me to tell her, because I said, God, I'm sitting in my living room, just me and God. The house is empty. And I'm saying, God, nothing's impossible for you. If you want to. You can say a word or glance towards my wife and she could be sitting right next to me right now. But not my will. Did not want to come out of my mouth. I had to say it four or five times before it came out. Not that I don't want to let her go. I don't. But she was never mine. She belongs to him. This life don't belong to you. If you got the seal, you've been bought by the blood. You don't belong to yourself. And the owner has the right to use it as he's pleased. It may be painful. It may be confusion. But he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. There's no greater surgeon. There's no greater father. There is no God. We call things God, but there is only one God. And there's no, no one greater than him. And he wants you to be so successful that he sends his Holy Spirit to empower you to be all that he says you are. Amen. Amen. 
He loves you. He loves you that much. That much. That much. Is God good? Is God good? Is God good? And that's enough. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to stand on. The goodness of God. And walk on his goodness. He will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will never misguide you. Man, I'm talking to scholars. You guys be reading the word. You know that you read it. But sometimes, you know, we hear things and then life happens. That we sort of like forget about the word. You know, how could this be coming to me? I'm good. You know, I'm good. God said I ain't come for the good. Because if he did, he will be calling you. He never said this road was going to be easy. He actually says this road is going to be easy and wide is the way that leads to destruction. Amen. He said for those that want to follow me, the road is hard and narrow and few will find it. Amen. He never promised us a, 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 a bowl of cherries without the pits. <laughs> but he promised life. And life in abundance. Amen. See, the natural, we think about finance. God says, I'm going to give you things that money can't buy. Money is the overflow. What I want to give you is a freedom from yourself. An inner, inner peace. That whatever throws at you, you can just look at it and say, Father, I worship you. <laughs> There's no price you can put on that. Man, sister, I've been watching you. You come to work every day, and you're doing this, and, you know, the boss has been hard on you, and you always smile. And you, How can you do it? Jesus. I go for a with my kids, man, and they're like, I me, mean, I don't care. Tony, I really don't care. You know, I, I'm working right now in Alphabet City. It is the capital of homosexuals and lesbians and everything else. Can't say that? Tough. I'm there. Okay? And when the guys come up to me, how you doing, sir? He keeps calling me, sir. That's what you are. <laughs> and my kids said, you can't do that, Dad. I says, I'm not going to call them what they're not. I don't care what they say. You know what? They're used to it already. They don't even complain about it. I, I do sir. You go, hi, Jose. <laughs> I'm not bowing for you. I'm not bowing for you. I'm not going to bend my knees for you. I'm not going to change my principles because of you. Oh, but they got rights. What about my rights? What about my God-given rights? See, I man, I'm talking to New Yorkers, man. I'm telling you, New Yorkers don't play games, man. They'll cut you in the middle. Oh, George, you know what I'm talking about. You come in front of me, he'll cut you. But when it comes to the gospel, we become punks. Oh, can I use that word? We, am I speaking loud enough? We become punks. Preach. Come on, let that New Yorker filled with the Holy Ghost come forth. Devil, not here. Amen, amen. You, don't, you don't want to man? James Brown, don't mess with this. Oh, man, how they go? They just lost it. Don't start it. Don't start none if you don't want none. <laughs> oh, that's an African God damn I am, I'm an African in Jesus Christ I know who I am I know I'm not perfect He still loves me 
I know I have not arrived. He still loves me. I make mistakes and he still calls me his own. Come on, we would have gave up on each other a long time ago. <laughs> we would have gave up on each other a long time ago. But God, the love, the goodness, the mercy, the kindness, the grace. I want to let you know, you don't have to go crazy. I mean, it's good to you know about the word of God. And because you need to know who he is and who you are to him and who you are in him. But you don't have to become a scholar to know that he's good. You don't have to be a scholar to be good. Yeah. You know, all you have to do is learn the first part. For God so loved the world that he gave his son that anyone, no one will perish. Yo, anyone, I, I can fit in that category. I'm, I'm part of anyone. And if I accept him as my Lord and Savior, he says, I'll receive the promise of the Father. I don't, that means I don't have to go in my, own, in my own intellect. I don't have to go in my own strength. I, I just got to believe and receive. How much easier is that? You parents with little kids, you go to work, you cook the food, you buy the clothes, and the kid says, I don't like it, can you make something else? Then he work for it, then he sweat cooking it, then he go out and buy it, and they got demands. That's us. <laughs> Jesus. 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 And I know you know this. I know you know this. I just want to light the fuse again. Start that fire again. We're in a season of revival. Please don't miss the bus. We're in a season of revival. You know, when this revival thing started in that college, the last one there was over 30 years ago. I don't want to wait 30 years more. I don't think I'll be around. And I don't want to go through the journey of 30 years waiting for another revival. I don't know where I'll be. Because without my God, I'm lost. Without my God, there is no hope. You know, that's where faith comes in. And we know, listen, Listen, if, I think there's a sign. I got a tattoo that says, man of faith. That's me. I'm a man of faith. Because I'm dumb enough to believe enough that he is. Hallelujah. See, because of the world, I'm stupid. See, when I talk to the people in the job, I say, no, man, because my God. Oh, no, 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 I see. I feel the, the energy. I say, it's Jesus. I let them be themselves. I don't be in the name of Jesus. Be, no, it's Jesus. The energy is called Jesus. And, and they look at me. <laughs> Come on, guys. I just came point. Do you really want to know? <laughs> in the world, if somebody crosses us, we ain't got no problem putting them in the check. So why not do it with the love of God? You know, why are you always smiling, man? I said, man, you don't understand where I've been through. Yeah, but you know, that alone should, you know, I, I should be miserable, right? Yeah, you should be downcast. Yeah, I should be doing this. Yeah, yeah. But my God. Hallelujah. 
See, my God. And it pulls them away because they can't understand that. Maybe you should invite your God into this now. Oh, he's been here. Oh, he's not, oh, yeah, I'm going to call him. That's a good idea. He's been there. When my son got into the motorcycle, the person in the board of, of the organization said, maybe you should call your God. And I said, he's been there all along. Amen. So he never left me, never forsaken me. Because I'm married to him. I'm his child. I got the seal. I got the empowering of the Holy Spirit. You know, the, it's not going to make you smarter. It's going to make you dangerous. Hallelujah. Hoorah. Because according to the world, you're still dumb. He says, so be it. I go, That's it. they didn't give me life. They didn't pay for my sin. Actually, if I'm hungry tomorrow, they won't give me something to eat. <laughs> if I'm cold and, and have no clothes, they won't give me. You know, they'll point me somewhere to go get welfare, but they won't help me. You know what I'm saying? But oh my God, in just the mention of his name, heaven is available for you. But there is, you know, a contract or, or a commitment. A, 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 you know, marry, sex out of marriage. Is, no, no, Jesus says. You know, it's the same thing. Don't call me to bless you. Don't call me to heal you. Don't call me to give you. But then you won't call me to spend time with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the funny part is, we all know that in the natural. Yo, 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 you're going to be in the doghouse this weekend. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> you should get over it. I told a friend of mine, Actually, he's not a friend. He's somebody I'm talking to. I says, even a dog, when he gets cornered, says enough. Even a dog finds the point of, you ain't hitting me anymore. You're not cornering me anymore. I'm coming back. You guys are not dogs. When you're going to say enough. Exactly. Amen. And let me tell you something. Satan is not your enemy. Let me rephrase that. He is our enemy. He's not your overcomer. Amen. Amen. He's not the one who's going to defeat you. Right. His demons can't do nothing to you. Exactly. The things he throws at you cannot affect you. Mm. Why? Mm. Because greater is he. That, come on, man. Say it. Say it. Say it with, with feeling. Say it with conviction. Say it with understanding. Amen. That there's no one more greater, no one more holier than our king Hallelujah. that resides in us. Amen. The enemy has to bow before us because he's bowing to the awesome I am. Helder, how you doing it? One day at a time, trusting him one day at a time and praising him. See, because I don't want to get healed. I want to get made whole. I don't want to just get filled, just be like everybody else. Yeah, I speak in tongues. Hey, go, give me another one. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be a transformation in here. There's got to be something that becomes different. That has something that after a while, it, it's, you know, it's disgusting. I can't do this anymore. Let it go. But that 
only happens when you become real. And guess what happens when you become real? The true worshiper rises. And then God says, you got my attention. Speak to me. Share with me. Not that he don't know what you need, but he wants you to confess it. So he imparts an anointing upon you that, and, and such a shield of grace and peace that when your hater and your persecutor comes, your natural reaction should be ready. Like Instead, you could say, you're my brother. <laughs> you don't know how much Jesus loves me because I would have knocked your head off. <laughs> I can overcome anything that throws at me. Don't get me wrong, I ain't perfect. I might react. I might even get upset and they're gonna. Help me, Jesus. And I gotta walk away. I haven't arrived. I haven't arrived. I haven't arrived, but I'm still more than a conqueror. And I might slip and pop the guy. Thank God he's merciful. <laughs> I'm erasing any excuse the enemy can use against you to hinder you from being who God says you are. Amen. I'm eliminating everything, every lie, and some of the things that are true. Because everything he throws at us is not a lie. Something he takes what we give him to destroy us. Even some of that truth. God says, my blood is upon him. Amen. So there's no excuse for overcoming. I said years ago, years ago, I said, you know, sin feels good. For a long time, even till you go to hell. Wait a minute. I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. It feels good to the flesh. Yes, yes, yes. But the spirit man is crying out. Yes. The soul man is confused. Don't know which way to go. There's a battle here. I understand now a little more when Paul says there's a battle. There's a no in me. That what I want to do, I don't do. And that what I don't want to do, I find myself doing. Because there's a battle. You soul man. The, the soul man is composed that we use the word heart because it describes emotions. And we use, and we use uh, 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 the word mind because it describes the thought process of the, the way he portrays himself. But it's still the soul. And that soul is the one who creates. No, no. It says you cannot, cannot serve God without your soul. It's impossible. Your soul must be free. I'm trying to think of the words. I pray that you are in good health, that you may prosper as your soul prosper. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 John 3, something like that. 1, 3. Uh, 3 John. 3 John uh, 1. Um, but here's the point. 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 Wait, 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 wait. If that's not true, then why millionaires are killing themselves? Amen. They got everything. Amen. Everything that we wish we had, but their soul is bound. That's right. yeah, they don't have everything. Yeah. If your soul is free, that's right. 
You can have 10 cents or 10 million. It don't matter. You're free. And God will give you only what you can handle. Yeah, but, I, but I want that 10 million. Can't handle it, son. It's going to cause you to fall places that I don't want you to go. That's why he gives one, 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 two, and one, five. It's not one greater than the other. More responsibility than one has five. The more you have, the more you responsible for. And that's why I love surrounding myself with people who are very educated. I love it. Intelligent, smart people. I love surrounding them. I don't need to know it all. How'd that go? I am comfortable in having him and pardon me. I have no problem with that. No one man has all the answers. And when he does, to act like he does, don't stand too close because he's going to come down and take you with him. The only one that has all the answers is the one who created everything. He's the only one, the awesome I am. He is the original transformer. He transforms to whatever you need. You need a healer, he becomes the doctor. You need deliverance, he comes and heals you. You lost, he becomes your guide. Whatever you need, he is. He is whatever you need. But are you whatever he needs? Are you willing to submit again to your father? See, I, I don't, when I finish here soon, I, I'm not going to say anybody wants to accept the Lord because you all say you're believers. I'm not going to do that. I wanna, I'm going to later on, I'm going to ask everybody who come up who wants to recommit their lives back to God because I know we all missed the target. Amen. Starting with the speaker. We all messed up. And we all lie and cover it up like God can't see it. Oh, don't, don't talk to God about this. He already saw it. He saw it before it happened. And there's a fork in the road. Which way is my child going to do? Is he going to repent or continue with his foolishness? It's always up to us. And he gives us the Holy Spirit to bring conviction. Son, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Son, son, what are you doing? Son, come back to me. Then he says, do your, do your will. So if you're, you're going through something, don't ever say, I had nothing to do with this. Check yourself. Because if you look at the problem, your hands are on it. Amen. Amen. That's good. Your hands are on it. Your hands are on it. And if your hands are not on it, he's 1,000% before it even gets near you. Because the enemy has to ask some permission to hit you. Exactly. Man, what a protection. He can't just suddenly pop in your face. He can't just suddenly, I'm going out to eat. <laughs> Pastor Miguel, Miguel, <laughs> Mingo, <laughs> and have my way. He said, could I mess with Mingo? Logan says, that's Pastor Mingo to you. <laughs> Come on, let me have fun. Let me have fun. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing he can do to you. Yeah, but Elder, I hear what you're saying. But once I walk out that door, the reality is I'm going to face my problem. Yeah, but once you walk out the door, you're walking out with the understanding you're not fighting on your own strength. Or you continue fighting on your own strength. It's up to you. Every day you've got to surrender. 
Every morning I wake up, Father, I surrender my soul to you. Have your way with me. Soul, be still and submit to the Father. Every day. I got to put him in check every day. Because if I let him go, he does whatever he wants. I mean, you know, it's not like he's by himself. You know, he has the flesh trying to influence him to do certain things. I didn't even get into the demonic part. Then you got demonic guys trying to tell you, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that brother over there, he's supposed to be your home. You know, what's up? So now he's got, now the, the flesh has a tag team partner, a demonic demon and the flesh. And the soul's going, what I want to do, I don't do. And I find myself doing what I don't want to do. Yes, but don't use that as an excuse. Because you've been awakened. You have the truth. You can overcome anything. Anything. God says, come to me as little children. Little kids have no fear of walking in. You could be in the meeting with the president of the United States. Daddy! Boy, boy, daddy! Because that's daddy. Right? God says, I want you to be that way. Walk into my kingdom. Open the refrigerator. Feast, because you are mine. Amen. Children don't have fear to say, how you do this? I need you to go do this. Oh, mother, father, dad, what, what's this? Apple, what's this? Screwdriver, what's this? Hammer, what's this? Son, don't play with that. Why? It's two-year-old, thousand wives. So he hears three, four. <laughs> God doesn't matter. It doesn't echo. He says, come to me. Because children have no fear. We grow up, and we're scared to go to the Father. Like, he doesn't know what you did since you were born. He knows everything you have done. Everyone we slept with, every time we got drunk, who we beat up in the corner, who we robbed, who we lied about, who we set up. He knows everything about you. So don't try to be holy in front of me. You can fool me, but you ain't fooling God. Go, go, my God. Oh, yeah, so-and-so that you did this, this, this. He knows everything we have done. So it's not like he don't know, but he wants to know. Now, you're going to use that worldly boldness to get over on the world and come to me and humble yourself. Father, forgive me, because I know that you know I did, I did, I did. And God says, cross over the list. My son is confessing. Cross over the list. My son is coming to me. So stop fighting. Stop going home and trying to figure out. Kids ask the most daring questions. And the father is not intimidated by it. Kids ask impossible things. My granddaughter, you know, Dad, Grandpa, Grandpa. So, well, baby, I ain't got no money. You got a card. Your grandpa. You know? <laughs> but your card. <laughs> And, and, and I know it puts a smile on him. He says, <laughs> what are you scared of? 
He's your father. You call him a father, go to your father. You call him your God, come to your God. You call him your savior, call to him. He's your healer, he's your provider, he's the love of your soul. We confess to every day, when we, uh, every Sunday at least, when we're crying out and Tony hits the tone down, and he's hitting, and he's hitting the right notes, I love you, Tony. <laughs> and everybody's saying, yo, Sunday, yeah, yeah, okay, let me, let me rewind, let me rewind. On Sunday, you do it without a problem. But Monday to Saturday, you know, man, I don't know where God is, you know? <laughs> God is good all the time. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday again. He is good. He is good. Tell that giant to get... Giant. Let me tell you something about the giant. The giant, when David had to go up against Goliath, the giant, no competition. Not even in the same category, same class type. But David was over, became an overcomer, not when he went up to face him. He became an overcomer up in the hills. That's right. That's right. So when he became a front of David, Goliath, he said, today, my God, not David, my God is going to give me the victory. That's right. Amen. Wait, wait, wait. David was known as the shepherd boy. Go in the corner and shut up, boy. But it took Goliath to announce David. Because once he announced him, David was no longer a shepherd boy. Now he's the giant slayer. How are you looking at your problems? You're going to fell asleep, but you say nothing. How are you looking at your problems? Yo, it yeah. sounds louder, you right? Yeah. How are you looking at your problems? Yeah. Is it bigger than your God? He no. no. may be bigger than you, maybe stronger than you, maybe wiser than you, maybe more intellect than you, may have more money than you, may look better than you, but he's going to bow to your God. And God uses that what the enemy brought to destroy you, bring him glory and give you victory. Amen. And in that victory, he uses the platform to introduce you. Bam, 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 the new David. Amen. This is not David, the sheep boy. This is David, the mighty warrior. Amen. Where you at? Who's daring to stand in front of you? Are you trying to fight them with your strength and your intellect? Or are you just declaring, today, my God is going to put your head in my hands. Let your trial, let your enemy, let your giant introduce you into your new level of overcomer. You excited yet? Give, give, give me two seconds of standing up and praising God because he's worthy. Hallelujah. Not the speaker. The king, the Lord, the master, the savior, the healer, the deliverer. Give him glory and praise. Give him glory and praise. Because you should have been a statistic. Instead, you're a praiser.
Hallelujah.
I'm mostly interested right now for those who are looking around. I hope they don't point at me. I hope they don't look at me. God's all over you already. Why you keep fighting? You feel the tug. You feel the tug. You feel the tug. Surrender unto the Lord. Stop surrendering unto the lies of the enemy. Surrender unto the Lord. I'm asking for anybody and everybody who wants a, a, a greater walk with their father to come up front. And let's rededicate ourselves to the King of King and Lord of Lords. We cannot make it without Him. Don't look around who might judge you. I'm calling my ministers. I'm calling deacons. I'm calling everyone because title means nothing before the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise, praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
for your healing, for your thankful, for his faithfulness. Everybody has a reason to praise him here today because he is worthy for the breakthrough in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come against your lying devil. Let my sister go. In the name of Jesus. Te damos las gracias, Señor amante. Lo que más que tú puedes ser lo que estás haciendo aquí, mi Padre amante. Te damos, te damos, te amamos, te amamos, Señor, Espíritu Santo, a tu poder, tu niño hoy today. Señor, te llamamos hoy, porque no tenemos nadie más fuerte, más poderoso que tu Padre. Hay tu poder con tus niños aquí, mi Señor. Suéltalo, lo Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And Father, this is our posture. Our posture is, Lord God, that we declare your Lordship over our lives, our families, everything you've given us to steward. We worship you, Lord God. We acknowledge your goodness, your love, your tender mercies. Your people are here in your presence, my God. Worshiping you, acknowledging you. We are grateful, Lord God. We are a grateful people. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your kindness, for your healing anointing. Thank you that in you we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. In you, Lord God. You said in your word, you said, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So I thank you for living in us, for living large in us. Thank you. Hallelujah. Give him some praise right where you're at. Give him some praise. Because he is worthy, he is worthy, he is worthy. He is worthy, he is worthy, he is worthy. This very scenario, people before an altar, worshiping God, is happening all throughout the United States. It's happening all throughout the world. There's a move of God that's drawing us back to Him. Away from, you know, I can do it myself. I don't need anybody to. I am totally dependent on God. And that's the best place to be. 
That's the best place to be. So we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this house. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, my God. Thank you that the greater one resides in us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross for us, for loving us, for redeeming us, for bringing us into the fold, Lord God. Thank you for the highest privilege to be adopted as your children. Thank you. We love you, O God. Amen and amen. Now, Father, as we dismiss from this service, Lord, I thank you for the word we heard today. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your angels that encamp around about us. Thank you for the opportunities you're going to give us this week to be salt and light. Wherever you send us, wherever you take us, and in the place where you've planted us. So I bless your people in this day. And I thank you that your angels encamp around about us and guard us and keep us in all our ways. So Father, we dismiss from this place. Not from your presence, because we know that you're with us. But we dismiss from this place, giving you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name that is above all names. The name of our Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God. You are blessed. You are highly favored. So go be that blessing and share this love, share this grace with somebody else today. God's going to connect you with somebody. So go be that blessing that God has called you to be. Amen. Praise God. Love you guys.